Don't judge Jesus on the broken people he came to save because broken people hurt broken people. But Jesus wants broken people. That was the moment that changed my life forever. Hey community, in this episode, I got the chance to sit down and talk with Austin French. It was awesome to hear about his story and his latest EP, Wake Up Sleeper. So make sure you check out that EP wherever you get your music and you can download master tracks on loopcommunity.com. He also shares a lot of great tips and encouragement for worship leaders. So hope you enjoy the episode with Austin French. Hey, what's up? How you doing, Austin? Good, man. Excited to be talking with you guys. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you, man. I like the Christmas tree in the background. Thank you. Thank you. I thought it was festive. Absolutely. (laughs) Where are you joining us from today? I am in my uh, studio at home uh, up here. I would go downstairs, but my kids are singing Jingle Bells, Batman smells all over the place. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it's a little bit more peaceful up here. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, being at home, it's definitely different. About 10 seconds before I went live, there was a leaf blower right outside the window. (laughs) Managed to stop, so that's good. There you go. The Lord Uh, stopped the leaf blower for this one. He did. He did. Well, man, it's great having you just to talk to you. I know we've uh, met just a couple times and always love hanging out with you. Um, you were in Chicago a couple months back and we got yeah. coffee. That was really fun. Yeah, it was so, a lot of fun. How'd the, how'd the kids camp go? It go well? It was great. It was okay. great. Honestly, it was like right before all the like the super big lockdowns, I guess. And mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we led at a summer camp there. It was so fun. And uh, yeah, I was really grateful to do it. That's awesome. Well, man, can you just share some of your story with us, just for those who don't know you, um, just how you got started in music and everything? Absolutely. Well, hey, everybody. I'm Austin French. And uh, yeah, my story (laughs) is kind of crazy. I grew up a a pastor's kid, minister's kid, but I hated Christians for a long time. Uh, I didn't want to be one, and I was pretty sure I would never be one. And the reason that was when I was eight years old, I specifically remember going into a closet, grabbing a journal and writing the words, I will never be a Christian. Didn't want to be one. And my dad and mom and my two sisters and I, we were the perfect family at church, but at home, everything was kind of falling apart. And we were taught not to share those bruises or scars or wounds. Don't talk about them. And so that's what we did. We just pretended to be perfect, and my family fell apart. When I was eight years old, my parents got a divorce. Uh, the church we were going to asked us to never come back again, um, and my dad hit the road. Man, it was just wild. And, uh, and so I was like over the church, never want to be a part of it again. And it wasn't until eighth grade I wanted to play the guitar so I could be like John Mayer and swim girls. <laughs> that's, that was literally all there was to it. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to get girls with a guitar, and I went to a music camp. It was a Christian music camp, and a guy got on a stage and uh, at the end of this camp, and he said, don't judge Jesus on the broken people he came to save, because broken people hurt broken people, but Jesus wants broken people. That was the moment that changed my life forever. I realized that I was broken. I needed Jesus. I needed a healer to my broken soul. The, all those wounds, all those scars, all those bruises I was taught to hide. Oh, Jesus actually died for those. And uh, that's the moment it kind of came real for me. Music has always been a part of my journey. My mom was a music teacher at our house growing up. And so I grew up basically in like a bassinet near the piano in the living room. And I didn't know it wasn't normal 
not to sing about everything until I went to like school and I'm singing in the bathroom. They're like, dude, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> Finally cut that out like last year. This was nice. And man, yeah, overall, uh, music is just kind of in my blood. And so when I got saved in eighth grade, the focus from, okay, how can I use this to get girls uh, changed to, oh man, like I want to write music for broken people like me that haven't heard this message yet. And that's why I do what I do today. So I'm still writing music for broken people who need Jesus. And that's still me. Uh, and I'm being redeemed every day and transformed every day by the good news of Jesus. So that's a little bit of my story there. That's awesome, man. That's so cool. Yeah, God uses broken people. And Absolutely. it can be very painful to learn that. But it's cool that you said like you realized you were broken. And yeah, that's, man. that's a big step. Yeah. Well, I will say the first thing I did was like pointed at all the other people. Like when the guy was like, <laughs> talking about broken people, I'm like, I know some broken people. Yeah. Like, I can point to them. <clears throat> and then I realized, yeah. oh, like I judge Jesus on broken people. And I mm -hmm. never met the guy. And right. uh, so I realized that, man, I was just as broken as everybody else I was pointing fingers at. And yeah. uh, I needed him. So still do today. That's awesome. When did you realize that you wanted music to be like a career and you wanted to oh man write I mean, and sing so like talking to people even like this uh I sucked at like I was terrible <laughs> uh and I was really cool at like trying to be the the cool kid, but I was really bad at like changing this perspective from making people like me to now I get to tell them about Jesus right mm -hmm. so uh, it took me a bit, man, to to figure out like how to tell people about Jesus. So the way I started was the only way I knew how. Like I sang my whole life, and so I just went home and was like, okay. I would I remember like calling up my buddies on the phone and be like, hey, I wrote you a song. You need Jesus. Here we go. One, two, <laughs> and uh, that was how I started telling people about Jesus. Honestly, it was just writing music for them. And then I just started calling youth groups and be like, hey, I have these really bad Jesus Take the Wheel ripoff songs that I'd love for you to listen to. And they were like, why don't you come sing for our church or, you know, sing for our yes. youth group? So in eighth grade, that's kind of when I started traveling to different churches, traveling to different youth groups. And I remember playing to like one person at a prayer night, you know, like those are the sweet memories and that's kind of how it all started i never really thought i'd be a contemporary christian music artist like for my career i just knew i fell in love with jesus and i had to tell people about it and music just felt the most natural way to do that and so i was a worship pastor two different churches just leading people never thought i would ever be you know on an arena stage but god just kind of began to open these doors and I began to walk through them. And uh, yeah, and so long story short, I'm talking with you guys, Loop Community today. And man, I use Loop Community uh, <laughs> as a worship pastor and as a, an artist today. Like I use Looptimus, I use Prime, um, and I trained my volunteers how to play with click tracks because of nice. Loop Community. You guys made it super easy. So it was awesome. Nice. And you've always been a big champion for us, and we appreciate that. This wasn't a question I was going to ask, but I really like this story. We saw you at the Dove Awards, and uh, we were actually right by the like new artist stage yeah. and saw you go up, and I was like, oh, sweet. And you told me after how crazy it was like with the tracks and everything. Can you just tell everybody oh, that? I, well, I think people can relate to it. <laughs> dude, I was so nervous. And we I, we had to turn in our tracks for them to play for us, like behind stage, like a big MD was pressing play. And the guy was introducing us 
and they fire the track in our ears. <laughs> and I'm like, this dude's still introducing us. I am not about to sing. And I had a 10 second intro, like literally 10 seconds. And I had to jump in. I was singing a song called Born Again. And it jumps into this like rap thing. And I'm like, mm-mm, nope, <laughs> not, mm-mm, not going to do it. And uh, they eventually like started it over. Um, yeah. And uh, I think it was just in our ears, but it, mm-hmm. man, I was freaking out. And uh, it was like the most nerve wracking thing. We have one shot at this, the recording it for TBN and YouTube and all over. And uh, man, like my whole band, my, I had two other guys on stage with me. We all just were like frozen. We're like, <laughs> we, we can't, we can't play yet. Luckily we're all in one accord and we waited for the tracks to get right. And, uh, yeah. but man, Talk about a big track mess up, uh, you know, yeah. on, at the Dove Awards, and uh, it luckily it turned out pretty good. Right. So for all the worship leaders who have ever had a misfire of their tracks, it can happen at the Dove Awards. So don't Absolutely. worry, you're not alone. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man, I remember seeing you after, and you told us that, and I was like, that is so stressful. But you didn't look stressed at all, which was good. Great. It, it looked good. Great, so I was like peeing <laughs> my pants on the inside, so I'm glad that did not show. <clears throat> man. Well, earlier this year, you released your EP, Wake Up Sleeper. It's so good. If you have not listened to it, everyone, please go listen to it. You can also get the master tracks on Loop Community. So check those out. Read the songs at your church. Can you just give us some background on this project and how it came about? Yeah, man. I mean, this is my second project ever. I, I always just try to write music about my life. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the way I've, I've used my music. My, it's literally like the prayers that I'm praying, uh, the things that I'm walking through, um, my story, how I would share the gospel with someone. And that's what this collection of songs is. Like, we Wake Up Sleepers, my favorite Bible story in the book of Luke, where Jesus uh, interrupts the funeral of a little boy on the outskirts of town, puts his hand on the coffin, uh, ceremonially and sacrificially becoming unclean, right? And he takes everything unclean about this little boy upon himself and then says, get up. And that day, a sleeper started breathing again. Little boy got his life back. And I believe Jesus is still interrupting funerals today. So that song, man, is about challenging people to understand that there's people on the way to their grave all around us, and they're waiting for someone to step in and tell them about the Savior who wakes sleepers up still today. So that's what that song's about. Um, I got really personal, man, on this this song. I, I wrote a song with this new artist. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. His name's Matthew West, like real new guy. <laughs> new guy. Yeah, he has like two songs out maybe. And man, I loved writing with Matthew. I wrote with him on my first record too, but this record I sat down and, and he said something that kind of at the beginning of our, our songwriting um, session that kind of just made sense. He said, man, why don't we write a song? Like we could write any kind of song you want us to write, but why don't we write a song only you could sing? And I realized I hadn't really put my story, the story I shared a little bit earlier about coming from a broken home, what that felt like. And so the song called Jesus Can kind of puts in perspective, like what it was like for me as an eight-year-old kid growing up in Georgia and, you know, coming home scared to death of what kind of mood my dad would be in. And uh, maybe somebody can relate to that. And if you look at statistically, maybe even your life, like if you're watching this right now, God does this really beautiful things um, where he takes people that like suck at speaking, um, that are terrible at leading people, that, you know, feel too young. He does the most beautiful things when we can't make them happen for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think God is just waiting for us to say, all right, like I'm at the end. I can't do this. Only Jesus can make something beautiful out of this. And that's the surrender I think he's waiting for. And that's what that song's all about, man. Only Jesus can do those beautiful things. And then, man, I got three kids. 
like three kids. <laughs> and uh, I used to pray for like, uh, as a touring artist, man, last year alone, we played uh, almost 100 shows. I was gone like 200 days of the year. And I remember just praying for rest. Like, man, if I could just get rest, like if I could get home, go on a vacation, like whatever it is, like I just want to go with my fam and just spend some quality time. And I thought that would give me rest, right? But, you know, 2020 is the year of, of staying home. And <laughs> let me tell you, like my kids can't spell sleep, let alone do it. And I'm probably more tired now that I've been home half the year uh, than I was touring, you know, 100 days of the year. So... <laughs> I realized really quickly that rest isn't a place, isn't a situation, isn't something that you can make happen for yourself. Jesus says that in the Bible, he says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So it's not any of those things. Rest isn't all those, you know, check the boxes things. It's a person and it's Jesus. And that's what the song Rest for Your Soul is about. So there's several songs on this EP I'd love for you guys to check out, but it was a really cool project and even kind of wrote some songs and sang some songs about the COVID season because we were finishing the record through, you know, the beginning of lockdowns and quarantine. So yeah, it's a real special project for me. Yeah. It's really good. It's really vulnerable too. Like he said, you definitely can hear that you just share a lot of your own story, which I always really appreciate when listening to music. So yeah, everybody make sure you go check that out, man. And like you said about rest, like I don't have kids and I feel like this year that's definitely made it easier. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I, I feel it too. Like I'm home all day every day and there's still days where i just feel exhausted yeah and i'm like why and it's because not looking for rest in the right things um maybe overly being lazy makes me less restful which is interesting yeah. so i've learned a lot this year too about that it's it's crazy so you also released a christmas song very recently called peace on earth yeah i love it it's a really good christmas song I love Christmas music personally. I started beginning of November, but I will say there is one album that just randomly throughout the year I will listen to. That's uh, John and Val Guerra. Shout out to them. I don't know if you know John. Oh, Guerra, but yeah. yeah. Their Christmas music is so good. I think I listened to it in August and my wife works in the bedroom at her desk and I work out here and she hears me playing it. And she comes out and she's like, no, no stop. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, it's John and Val. It's okay. It's so, July. Like you can't, yeah, you can't. exactly. I love but it. Peace on Earth, really good, man. What do you like about Christmas music and what kind of encouraged you to sing this yeah. song? Well, number one, <clears throat> I mean, the memories that come along with Christmas music are really sweet. Uh, I mentioned I have three little kiddos. I made the mistake last year of teaching my kids Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that version of the song. Every time I sing that song, I, in the back of my mind, I just envision my kids in the back of my minivan screaming, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells Dead! And, uh, yeah, oh, so man. the sweet <clears throat> memories that Christmas brings um, and the traditions that it envelops. But, man, like, if there's one season, and I think in 2020 that we need the most i think we just need to re be reminded that peace on earth doesn't come at the end of covid that mm. peace on earth doesn't come at you know when we get to go back to work safely or when a vaccine happens or when a president's picked whatever a peace on earth comes when jesus was born in a manger over 2000 years ago to be our sacrifice and that's why he came peace on earth and goodwill toward men and man i think right now I'm praying for peace on earth, but really what that means is I'm praying for Jesus to be revealed and for his people to reveal who Jesus is to the world around us. So that's what yeah. that song's about, man, to remind myself that, 
even though I'm ready for this mess to be done in 2021 <laughs> to redeem it, but right. who knows what will happen. Um, I, I, I have peace to be had right now because of the Savior of the world who lives inside my heart and who died on a tree for me. And so peace on earth, again, just like rest is not a place or a situation that will come. It's a person. And uh, Jesus came to be that peace on earth. So I think he does a pretty good job of it if we let him. Yes, he does. Man, that's really good. It's true. I keep hearing like, we just got to get through 2020. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> like, right. Are you sure that's the answer? I don't think it's the answer. So yep. that's good. Jesus is the answer, man. I was on your Instagram the other day and I saw that you wrote a book. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's that's different for an artist. And I thought that was really cool. It's called Jesus Can. It just released. What inspired you to write a book and what's the book about? I actually started to write this book just kind of to tell some stories behind a couple of the songs I wrote. Um, like Why God really is kind of what started it. That That's a song of mine that was super vulnerable and really revealing of just like my walk with Christ and where I was and the doubts that I held and specifically a season I walked through with my dad. And um, so I just wanted to let people know a little bit more behind the story of that that song and then it became okay well there's that song and here's another song and then i began to the more stories i told about the music i realized i was telling my story and so this book if you wanted to like put it in a, a nutshell it's it's not just the stories behind the music it's the person behind the stories behind the music so uh yes. if you want to know why i write the music i write um, why I see the world I see, the way I see it. Um, that's what this book's about, man. It kind of goes back to day one. Um, and yeah, it, it's definitely like a crazy process. I have to be honest. There's days that I was like afraid as I was putting down these words. Like, man, this is too vulnerable. Is this like too deep, too much information? Um, but I've realized something and I'd love to share this. Yeah, It's fear. And we all know this. Fear doesn't come from the Lord, right? Fear is the greatest weapon of the enemy. So I would say if you're feeling fear in your life, it's probably because the enemy doesn't want you to do something. And so as I began to write these words and I began to shake and just be scared about the, you know, the message and like how deep and personal I was getting, I took it as a sign um, that the enemy didn't want me to write these words. And so it was kind of just like, Everything I wrote, I was like, take that, enemy. Like, I'm <laughs> nice. going to share it anyway because it's not my story. It's God's story through me, and it's beautiful. Even in the bruises and scars and wounds that were along the way, Jesus redeems everything. And if I believe that, um, I need to share my story. So that's what this book's about, mm. man. And I pray it encourages people to share their story, too, because there's power in our testimony. Scripture says that we will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Man. We love to sing about the blood of the lamb, but we're terrified of the word of our testimony. So let's access both of those things because I think people will see Jesus more when we tell our story. Man, that is good. That is so true. Yeah, that's so cool. Really appreciate you sharing that. And that's so cool that you wrote a book. I'm, I encourage everybody to go check it out. Where can they get the book if they're yeah. interested? If you want to go to my website, austinfrenchmusic.com, you can get a signed yes. copy. Uh, nice. Or you can do it on Amazon, you know, you got that prime free shipping, baby, you know. <laughs> Can't live without it, seems like anymore. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, last question. Uh, the last few months we've talked about a little bit, um, but as you're not touring a whole lot, um, what's God kind of just been teaching you in this season? 
I've perfected my diaper abilities. I mean, nice, man, like good. one one handed, I can I can do it. Uh, Impressive. Coffee in, coffee in one hand, diaper in the other. Um, <laughs> man, I yeah, I think what God's just been kind of teaching me is that Austin, you're not a employee of God. You're a you're a child of God first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think as an artist, even as a worship pastor, man, I ran into the season where it just felt like okay, I play this role. This is my worship to God, but man, I'm, I'm actually fulfilling a job, a need. And like, it's easy to check that off the list as mm. like your relationship with God. Like I lead worship every Sunday or Saturday or Wednesday. I prepare a set list. Like I pray about the songs, but really you're fulfilling a service for a congregation. Like yeah. it can get so not personal. And uh, for me, stripping me away from the stage, uh, you know, in 2020 has been the season of just a really sweet reminder, but like, hey, I love you regardless of what you bring to the table and what you do for other people. I love you because I died for you because I want you because you're my kid. And mm. uh, yeah, it's just a sweet relationship clarity that I think I needed and maybe other people need too. is that you're not just yeah. a servant, you're a kid first, adopted and loved and cherished. So that's, uh, that's really what 2020's reminded me of. And uh, it's been a really sweet time just to get to know my dad a little bit more like that. Yeah, it's definitely been a year of like, the boxes that were there to check aren't there anymore, whether yep. that's leading worship or even just being in church every Sunday. And it's really made me as well, like have to seek God out, like it doesn't just come to me anymore. Like yeah. I could easily go a whole week and just like sit in my house and not doing anything. Yeah. Um, but just being intentional and being, like you said, remembering you're a child of God. That's so important. Yeah. Man. Well, so good to hear from you, Austin. Love getting to talk to you. Hopefully either I'm in Nashville in the future or you're in Chicago. We can hang out yes. here soon. Hit me um, up. For sure. Thanks for joining us. Make sure everybody, if you're watching, go check out the EP Wake Up Sleeper by Austin French. You can also get the master tracks on Loop Community. You can also get the tracks for his Christmas song, Peace on Earth. It's a great song. Appreciate you talking today, Austin. Hope you have a great day. See ya. See you later, man. Thanks for joining us on the Loop Community Podcast. Music from this episode is brought to you by John Guerra from his album, Little Songs. Make sure you check it out on Apple Music or Spotify. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, leave a review and a rating. It means a lot. We'll see you soon.